Mary. Join me as we look at Disney destinations and what you need to know so you can be a jolly traveler. Hello and happy 2021. We have done it. We've made it to 2021. We survived 2020 and all of its craziness. And now we are in a brand new year. I hope that you had the most amazing Christmas and New Year's celebrations with your friends and family. I know that I did and now I'm on the other side of that. I had told myself that once I got through the craziness of the holidays, my winter project for myself to keep from going stir crazy was going to be to paint the trim inside my home. The doors all the trim all around. And I don't know why I decided to do that because of all the jobs that I could possibly pick for myself, I hate painting. I hate it and it seems like that's what I find myself doing all the time is painting. But it's one of those things like it doesn't cost a lot of money to do it and it makes such a big difference but then what happens is then you start looking around at the things that's not painted and you think well now I have to paint this because what I've painted looks so good this looks horrible it's a never-ending job I don't know how people do that for a living it makes me insane so that's what I've been doing this morning and I am so happy to take a break from that to come and chat with you about our recent Christmas trip to Disney. I have some things I want to share with you, some uh, exciting new news that's coming out of Disney. So let's get right into the bulk of everything. I know that we had talked about in earlier episodes that I was going to be going this Christmas with my whole family, immediate family. So it's myself, my husband, our two children, my daughter-in-law, my mother, and my father. So there were seven of us. And we were flying out on Christmas Eve and going to stay through the 28th. And what we had planned to do was to fly out. Our flight left 10 o'clock-ish. And it was going to get us to Orlando a little before one. What I didn't take into account was the day that we were leaving, it was pretty cold here, but not too bad. And then there was a huge front of cold air that was pushing up into Tennessee. And we were going to have to fly through that front. So when we got onto the plane, our pilot said that the flight up from Orlando was so bad, which as you can imagine, gives me instant panic attacks. He said it was so bad they were going to have to get a new flight plan to change the way we were flying into Orlando. Now from Tennessee, we normally zip straight on down. You go through Atlanta bing bang you're there well what we found out when we were in the air because you know you can check and see where you're at the next thing I know we're in South Carolina and then the next thing I know we're flying over the ocean so we made a big old loop-de-loo to get around the weather and I'm so thankful for the pilots and their infinite wisdom because I was already white knuckling it thinking this is going to be bad and it was not bad at all and we got there we were just a little bit behind what we would have been uh, had we not had to make that little uh, detour but we arrived on the ground we went to get our luggage at the airport normally when I go 
I have always in the past used the Magical Express, which is the free transportation from the airport to your Disney resort, because why not? Why would I not do that? It's free. But on this trip, we were going to try to go to Animal Kingdom to give my parents time in that park because they were going to go fly back home a little bit earlier than the rest of us. So they wanted to have some time in Animal Kingdom. Well, with the Magical Express, normally it's not too bad of a wait, but sometimes it can be a little bit of a wait before you're loaded onto your bus. And then typically, once you're on the bus, this bus can have two or three stops depending on which resort you're staying at. Sometimes you're the first one, sometimes you're the last one. So I thought for this trip, I was going to try a car service that I had been hearing wonderful things about. And I wanted to have that experience to share with my clients in case this is something that would appeal to them. So I booked this car service. The name of the company is Park Avenue Limousine, and they're out of Orlando. The owner, Charlie, was who I worked with before we left to get everything set up and organized about where we were going and how we were doing it. I know that we have talked about before how I am a huge fan of great customer service. I want to provide great customer service for my clients and I know what it takes to do that. And so when I receive great customer service, it means so much. And let me just tell you, Charlie with Park Avenue Limousine is like an angel. He was fabulous. So how it worked, we got off the plane, went to retrieve our bags, and then normally since we fly southwest, we would have had to go back up on and then go to the other side of the airport, go back down to the lower level, and wait for the Magical Express. The way he had it was he knew what carousel our bags were coming out on. He texted me as soon as you know, we landed and I could get off airplane mode. He had already contacted me. Hey, your bags are going to be at carousel 12. I'm going to be at this location. And he was there. We did not take a limousine from the airport because there were seven of us and we had all of our bags. He has a Sprinter van. And in my mind, I don't know what kind of van I had pictured in my mind when I booked this. Sprinter van to me is like a white utilitarian type of van. I don't know what I had pictured. I walked out the door and it was the nicest Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van with nice supple leather seats. It was so clean and he loaded all of our luggage into the back of the van for us. He even went so far in our conversations, I had asked if it would be possible just to make a quick stop at a convenience store to pick up a few things, some a case of water and some other things. And he said if I would send him a list of exactly what I was needing, he would already have that picked up and in the Sprinter van to save us from having to make another stop. And sure enough, he did. Had everything that I had asked for. He drove us to Pop Century. The bell service gentleman from Pop Century came right out with his luggage cart, asked us what room we were in, and we had been notified of what rooms we had. He took our luggage directly to our rooms, so we didn't even have to store it at Bell Services. They took it right to the room. I loaded back on the Sprinter van, and then from there, Charlie took us to Animal Kingdom and dropped us right off at the front. It was amazing, and just the ease and the time that it saved us, because like I said, 
we are already running like it was already 1 30 ish by that point and animal kingdom closed at seven that night so i knew my parents were not going to even have a whole day to be there by having this service bought us so much time and it was so stress-free i cannot recommend them enough so much so i have clients that are leaving tomorrow to go to universal she has three small children One's in a booster seat, one's in a car seat, and one would be in an infant carrier. And when talking with her about how she was going to get from the airport to Universal, you know, I was giving her several options and I mentioned Charlie and she said, well, we were planning on carrying our car seats, but if he has car seats, that's a game changer. So I reached out to Charlie. Sure enough, he provides car seats for his passengers. He said that just the other day, he had eight car seats for transportation for a client. I mean, for somebody that has little ones that don't have to take car seats and mess with that at all, she said it was that, that was alone was worth it. So he is going to do round trip transfers to and from her Universal Resort, and they have a Magic Kingdom day. And on that day, they're going to pick them up in the limousine the other transfers will be in the sprinter van because of luggage but he's going to pick them up and take them to magic kingdom in a limousine and she has little girls she has an older son too but she has little girls and she said the girls will just eat that up so i'm so glad that i got to experience that great service that charlie provides and pass that along to my clients and that is totally something with in working with your trip if you know you're wanting to have something a little special or you're trying to save some time or you have little ones and don't want to mess with a car seat, I can provide all that information from you and pricing and get that all taken care of. So that was a huge hit with all of my people and a great way to start our trip. So Charlie has has us now at Animal Kingdom and it's on the 24th. So we walk into the park and there's hardly nobody there. The wait times are very, very small. I don't know if everybody had already left since the park opened at 7 that morning and people were leaving trying to get ready for Santa Claus, but it was empty. There was not hardly anybody there. The ride wait times were super low. Now, my parents are kind of finicky riders. My older son is as well, but my parents are especially finicky. And so I was trying to really just focus on the rides that they wanted to ride since we were going to come back at the end of the trip and do other things. The first thing we went to was the safari because we all love that. Now, the the funny thing about the safari, you know, with any kind of attraction like that where you have a cast member that is kind of in charge of your experience You can have really good cast members that lead those safaris, and then you can have some interesting ones. We had an interesting cast member on our last day that I'll talk more in detail about, but the first one that we had on Christmas Eve was fabulous, and we, you know, went around and saw all the animals and did all the things. I should mention also that when we got there, we had left home, and it was about in the 30s. We got there and it was 81 degrees, so much so that my dad had wore a long sleeve shirt and we had gone to ride flights of passage after the safari and that's one of those that my parents do not do. And so we rode that and it was wonderful. You know, that's one of my favorites. And when I came back, he had gone in the gift shop at Flights of Passage and bought a t-shirt because he was so hot. Just the change in that weather was crazy and then it's going to change again. But 
Um, it was a beautiful day at Animal Kingdom. We took our time and uh, really paid attention to the different cavalcades that they have at Animal Kingdom. Of course, theirs are on boats on the water. And we got to see Santa Claus, which that was super cool with it being Christmas Eve. He told us that we were all on the nice list, which I was very thankful for. So we really did all the things that we were interested in doing ride-wise there. And then we were pretty hungry because we'd just been snacking around since that morning. And so we had did not have any dining reservations made for Animal Kingdom. I feel like Animal Kingdom is one of those parks that has a good variety of quick ser- service options. And so we decided to go to Satuli Canteen, which is right outside of Flights of Passage. That's probably my favorite place to eat in um, Animal Kingdom of the quick services for sure. And we, we had a great meal there. They have something called, and I don't know the exact term for it, but it's like a blueberry mousse dessert. But it looks like the craziest thing you've ever seen. But it is so good. So I normally always get that. But this time that we went, they had kind of, it was the same premise of a dessert, but it was peppermint and chocolate. It was a holiday theme. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a sucker for anything that is chocolate and peppermint. That is like my jam. So all all they had to say was it was chocolate and peppermint and I was going to have that and it was really good. We stayed around until it got dark at um, Animal Kingdom and they had so many different displays. They were so much fun to go around and look at. They have a huge dinosaur right before you get in Dino Land. The skeleton of it was completely covered in lights that changed colors and had a big Santa hat on. So that was a lot of fun. So we just, we had a really good time. We didn't close the park down. We decided, okay, we've traveled. We've done all of the things. We're going to go ahead and go back to our resort and get ready for Christmas Day because Christmas Day we were going to Epcot and that's a pretty big part. I had two of my clients before I left that were looking for a specific item and I knew exactly what they were talking about because I had been seeing it for weeks and from what I kept seeing was that it was sold out, that you couldn't find it anywhere. And we were getting ready to walk out of the animal kingdom and we were getting ready to cross over the bridge, like the last the last walk down before you go out. And I just happened to look over to the side and there was like a little popcorn cart over there. And I will be dadgum if they did not have the exact thing that my clients were looking for. And it's a, I don't know if you know or not, but at Disney World, they come out, they have popcorn buckets and they sell them and they are refillable. So if you buy the popcorn bucket and you pay X amount because they're all different prices. Then for your length of stay, if you have the popcorn bucket, you can go and get it refilled for a couple of dollars. And so you can literally eat your weight in popcorn. This one that they were looking for was a specialty bucket and it was shaped like a Christmas tree. It's white and it has um, the old timey lights around it. It has Mickey and Minnie and the popcorn bucket actually lights up. So that was so fun to be able to find that and to text my clients and let them know that I had been able to find that for them. I love when things like that work out. Very rarely does it happen, but when it does, it was like, I felt like I had found the holy grail of things. Uh, That was fun to be able to bring that back home for them to enjoy. So the last day I want to talk about on this episode is going to be Christmas Day, and then we'll pick back up next week with the other park days. 
But on Christmas Day, we were going to Epcot, which is where we spent last Christmas at. We just loved Epcot at Christmas because it you get to go through the World Showcase and see all the lights and they have different overlays of different rides and because it's so spread out, even if there are a lot of people, it doesn't feel like it because there is a lot of room to move around. So we went there on Christmas Day and this was what I want to tell you, especially about the parks. Let's say you're wanting to go to a park, let's just say Epcot, and let's say Epcot opens at 8, which it's doesn't open that early right now but let's let's say it opens at eight if you get to epcot at eight you're already late these parks have been opening earlier and earlier and i would really recommend for you to be outside of the park ready to go an hour to 45 minutes before the opening time of each park each day because if you get that little jump on people, you get a lot done. That's the most critical time to be there, in my opinion, is to get there early. They're letting you in early to enjoy some of the rides. Now, I told you my parents are kind of finicky when it comes to rides. Their favorite is Soren in Epcot. Absolute favorite. We had decided that we were going to try to go there the very first since they do enjoy that probably the most out of any of the rides in Epcot. Now, we were staying at Pop Century, so we utilized the Skyliner to get us to Epcot. When you come from the Skyliner into Epcot, you are entering from the back at World Showcase. So we then had to walk from the back to the front, and we decided we were going to do all the things we wanted to do at the front of the park and then make our way around to the back. And that's what we did. So we get to Soaring and it's kind of a, it's a good little hike for, for my parents. And when you get to the pavilion where Soaring is at, you have to kind of walk up a big incline and then you have to go down. It takes a bit to get there. So we got in line, we got right on Soaring and we were in the second row and there was a cast member that was coming through checking our seat belts. And I just thought to ask him if there was another way that I could get my parents back out and back onto the ride without having to go all the way out because that takes a bit of time and then go all the way back through. Like I said, sometimes it's hard for them to, to walk a lot of steps. And the, his name was Stephen Precious. He said, well, do y'all just want to stay in here? And then after this time you ride it, then just wait around for a second and we'll move you to the first row. Now, for those of you who do not know, the first row is the best row to be at in soaring because when you get lifted up, row number one is the highest. So it really feels like that you are there. Whereas if you're at two or three, it's still wonderful but you can see people's feet dangling from above. So sometimes that takes away a little bit. And I was like, oh my goodness, are you kidding? And so we rode Soren the first time and we moved to the first row. I told my parents, I said, don't go anywhere. We're going to ride it again. We did. And then Stephen came back around. He said, you want to ride it one more time? And I was like, well, sure. One more time. So we got to ride Soren three times back to back without even having to 
leave the theater. And that was probably one of my favorite memories from the trip was because that is my parents' favorite and getting to do that, that was that was so special. So I want to thank cast member Stephen for making that possible for us. That really meant a lot. So we did all the things at the front of the park that we were going to do and then we decided to have an early lunch because we did have a dining reservation for Christmas night. So we split up and some of my people went to China, some of my people went to the UK, and some of my people went to Mexico. And that's really one of the great things about Epcot. Uh, they do have a lot of dining options as well. And you can split up if Chinese is not your thing, you can go to wherever is your thing. So we had our lunch and we enjoyed the world showcase and took that all in and then we were going to our dinner reservation that night and we were going to ale and compass which is a steakhouse at the disney yacht club resort I've never been there before, and so we were anxious to give that a try and we were famished we were ready to eat and I want to tell you, it was a lovely meal. The food, everything that we had was great. I'm kind of like Elf, how Elf likes everything that's made of sugar. I like sugar and carbs. Those are my two things. So I'm all about those two items. They had an appetizer. I think they were called Parker House Rolls. I'm pretty sure that's what they called them, but they were rolls. And they had coarse salt kind of on the top. And then they came out with three different spreads. One of them was, was a citrus spread, and it was delish. The other one was called bacon jam, and it was the jam. It was fun, it was fantastic. And they had some other cheese spread, and I didn't even try it because I was so won over by the bacon and the citrus. We had that as an appetizer, and then most of us had steak. My husband had the New England seafood pot pie, and it was full of seafood, shrimp and scallops and jumbo lump crab and all the other stuff that goes into a pot pie. He said it was phenomenal. There was so many seafood critters floating around in there. Like he was so excited. My daughter-in-law had pasta with chicken. She said it was really good. And the rest of us did have steaks. And they came with truffle fries, which it was as delicious as you would think. Truffle fries, delicious. And then for dessert, let me just tell you, if you go, you're going to want to get the warm apple cobbler. It was Granny Smith apples and it had like a strudel and then it was a frozen vanilla custard with it. Oh my gosh. It was so good. I think we got three of those because they are little, like they're not a huge big serving of them and we were sharing and delicious. We ended our Christmas day all full and happy and ready to roll out and go back to the resort. That's all for this episode. I've just gotten us to there and through Christmas day and the next week we'll pick up and we're going to talk about Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom again before we head back home. I want to thank you so much for listening. By the time this episode comes out on Wednesday, Disney will have just released on Tuesday 
a special discount. So if you want some information on that or some pricing or thinking about a trip in 2021, please feel free to reach out to me or any of my agents. The website is jollyholidaytravelcompany.com or you can email me at jollyholidaytravelcompany at gmail.com and we will get you some pricing and talk about your different options because things are kind of getting back to normal. Park hopping has just started as of yesterday on January the 1st, and they're opening up more and more things. There's been some whispers of Ratatouille getting ready to open soon, so things are starting to calm down and get back to a little bit more normalcy, and so if you have been tired of being where you are and ready to head somewhere that you can have a ton of fun but be safe and they take everything super serious as far as mask and cleaning then that's where you need to be and I can help get you there so thank you so much have a great rest of your week thanks for joining me I'm so grateful for our community until next time whether traveling the world the neighborhood or just through life remember travel jolly